Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, June 30th. I want to draw your attention to a page on the Daily Audio Torah website. Click on the Connect pick on the navigation menu and connect with us through our newsletter, Israel on Target and War Room Report. What do we cover? With Israel on Target, we give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week with scriptures to pray over Israel. With the War Room Report, the world is at war. Wake up. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications and media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yahovah and Satan. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report to give you the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts that you won't find in the mainstream media world. What we cover in the War Room Report. All things COVID, resources and remedies, big tech censorship, Israel and the Middle East, where the hot war will most likely start, deep state and globalist agenda, the folks in the shadows pulling the strings, the election fraud and ongoing forensic audits, CCP infiltration into America. Go to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Connect pick in the navigation menu. Then subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out two to three times a month. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the navigation menu, the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Korah. Numbers 17, 1-13 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Order Eleazar, son of Aaron the Kohen, to remove the firepans, for they have become sacred from among the charred remains, and scatter the coals abroad. Remove the firepans of those who have sinned at the cost of their lives, and let them be made into hammered sheets as plating for the mitzvah, the altar. For once they have been used for offering to Hashem, 
they have become sacred, and let them serve as a warning to the people of Israel. Eleazar the Kohen took the copper firepans which had been used for offering by those who died in the fire, and they were hammered into plating for the altar, as Hashem had ordered him through Moses. It was to be a reminder to the Israelites, so that no outsider, one not of Aaron's offspring, should presume to offer incense before Hashem and suffer the fate of Korah and his band. Next day, the whole Israelite community railed against Moses and Aaron, saying, You too have brought death upon Hashem's people. But as the community gathered against them, Moses and Aaron turned toward the tent of meeting. The cloud had covered it, and the presence of Hashem appeared. When Moses and Aaron reached the tent of meeting, Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Remove yourselves from this community, that I may annihilate them in an instant. They fell on their faces. Then Moses said to Aaron, Take the fire pan and put on it fire from the altar. Add incense and take it quickly to the community and make expiation for them. For wrath has gone forth from Hashem. The plague has begun. Aaron took it, as Moses had ordered, and ran to the midst of the congregation where the plague had begun among the people. He put on the incense and made expiation for the people. He stood between the dead and the living until the plague was checked. Those who died of the plague came to 14,700, aside from those who died on account of Korah. Second Kings 17, 1-18-12 In the twelfth year of King Achaz of Yehuda, Hosea son of Ila became king over Israel in Shomron for nine years. He did what was displeasing to Hashem, though not as much as the kings of Israel who preceded him. King Shalmaneser marched against him, and Hosea became his vassal and paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria caught Hosea in an act of treachery. He had sent envoys to King So of Egypt, and had not paid the tribute to the king of Assyria as in previous years. And the king of Assyria arrested him and put him in prison. Then the king of Assyria marched against the whole land. He came to Shomron and besieged it for three years. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. He deported the Israelites to Assyria and settled them in Hala at the river Hawk. Habor at the river Gozan in the towns of Media. This happened because the Israelites sinned against Hashem their God, who had freed them from the land of Egypt, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the customs of the nations which Hashem had dispossessed before the Israelites and the customs which the kings of Israel had practiced. The Israelites committed against Hashem their God acts which were not right. They built for themselves shrines in all their settlements, from watchtowers to fortified cities. They set up pillars and sacred posts for themselves on every lofty hill and under every leafy tree. And they offered sacrifices there at all the shrines, like the nations whom Hashem had driven into exile before them. They committed wicked acts to vex Hashem. And they worshipped fetishes concerning which Hashem had said to them, You must not do this thing. Hashem warned Israel and Yehuda by every Navi and every seer, saying, Turn back from your wicked ways and observe my commandments and my laws, according to all the teaching that I commanded your fathers, and that I transmitted to you through my servants the Nevi'im. But they did not obey. 
they stiffened their necks like their fathers who did not have faith in Hashem their God. They spurned his laws and the covenant that he had made with his fathers and the warnings he had given them. They went after delusion and were deluded. They imitated the nations that were around them, which Hashem had forbidden them to emulate. They rejected all the commandments of Hashem their God. They made molten idols for themselves, two calves, and they made a sacred post, and they bowed down to all the hosts of heaven, and they worshipped Baal. They consigned their sons and daughters to the fire. They practiced augury and divination, and gave themselves over to what was displeasing to Hashem, and vexed Him. Hashem was incensed at Israel, and He banished them from His presence. None was left but the tribe of Yehudah alone. Nor did Yehudah keep the commandments of Hashem their God. They followed the customs that Israel had practiced. So Hashem spurned all the offspring of Israel, and He afflicted them and delivered them into the hands of plunderers. And finally, He cast them out from His presence. For Israel broke away from the house of David, and they made Jehoram son of Nebat king. Jehoram caused Israel to stray from Hashem and to commit great sin, and the Israelites persisted in all the sins which Jehoram had committed. They did not depart from them. In the end, Hashem removed Israel from His presence, as He had warned them through all His servants, the Nevi'im. So the Israelites were deported from their land to Assyria, as is still the case. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvaim, and he settled them in the towns of Shomron in place of the Israelites. They took possession of Shomron and dwelt in its towns. When they first settled there, they did not worship Hashem. So Hashem sent lions against them, which killed some of them. They said to the king of Assyria, The nations which you deported and resettled in the towns of Shomron do not know the rules of the God of his of the land. Therefore he has let lions loose against them, which are killing them, for they do not know the rules of the God of the land. The king of Assyria gave an order, Send there one of the Kohanim whom you have deported. Let him go and dwell there, and let him teach them the practices of the God of the land. So one of the Kohanim whom they had exiled from Shomron came and settled in Bet-El. He taught them how to worship Hashem. However, each nation continued to make its own gods and to set them up in the cult places which have been made by the people of Shomron. Each nation set them up in the towns in which it lived. The Babylonians made Sukoth Beneth, and the men of Kuth made Nergal, and the men of Hamath made Ashima, and the Ashvites made Nipas and Tartak and the Shepherdites burned their children as offerings to Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of the Sepharvim. They worshipped Hashem, but they also appointed from their own ranks Kohanim of the shrines, who officiated for them in the cult places. They worshipped Hashem while serving their own gods according to the practices of the nations from which they had been deported. To this day, they follow their former practices, They do not worship Hashem properly. 
They do not follow the laws and practices, the teaching and instruction that Hashem enjoined upon the descendants of Jacob, who was given the name Israel, with whom he made a covenant, and whom he commanded. You shall worship no other gods. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. You must worship only Hashem your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt with great might and with an outstretched arm. To him alone shall you bow down, and to him alone shall you sacrifice. You shall observe faithfully all your days the laws and the practices, the teaching and instruction that I wrote down for you. Do not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant that I made with you. Do not worship other gods. Worship only Hashem your God, and He will save you from the hands of all your enemies. But they did not obey. They continued their former practices. Those nations worshipped Hashem, but they also served their idols. To this day, their children and their children's children do as their ancestors did. In the third year of King Hosea, son of Ilah of Israel, Hezekiah, son of King Achaz of Yehudah, became king. He was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother's name was Abi, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing to Hashem, just as his father David had done. He abolished the shrines and smashed the pillars and cut down the sacred post. He also broke into pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made, for until that time the Israelites had been offering sacrifices to it. It was called Neshutan. He trusted only in Hashem, the God of Israel. There was none like him among all the kings of Yehudah after him, nor among those before him. He clung to Hashem. He did not turn away from following him, but kept the commandments that Hashem had given to Moses. And Hashem was always with him. He was successful wherever he turned. He rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. He overran Philistia as far as Gaza and its border areas, from watchtower to fortified town. In the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of King Hosea, son of Ila of Israel, King Shalmaneser of Assyria marched against Shomron and besieged it, and he captured it at the end of three years. In the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of King Hosea of Israel, Shomron was captured and the king of Assyria deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Hala, along the Habor and the river Gozan, and in the towns of Media. This happened because they did not obey Hashem, their God. They transgressed his covenant, all that Moses the servant of Hashem had commanded. They did not obey, and they did not fulfill it. Acts 20, 1-38 And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples, and embraced them, and departed for to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts, and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece, and there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him, as he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. And there accompanied him into Asia, Sopater of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derbe, and Timotheus of Asia, and Tychicus, and Trophimus, 
These going before tarried for us at Troas, and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came to them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached to them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep, and fell down from the third loft, and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him, and said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long time, even until break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. And we went before to ship, and sailed unto Assos, there intending to take in Paul. For so had he appointed, minding himself to go afoot. And when he met with us at Assos, we took him in, and came to Mytilene. And we sailed thence, and came the next day over against Chios. And the next day we arrived at Samos, and tarried at Trogilium. And the next day we came to Miletus. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus, because he would not spend the time in Asia. For he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but have showed you, and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Yeshua. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of Yeshua to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch, and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn every one night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel.
Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Yeshua, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him unto the ship. Psalm 148, 1-14 Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens, and waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He has also established them for ever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapors, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near him. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 18, 6 and 7 A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I'd like to speak to you tonight from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 17 and 18. And as I record this, a landmark decision from the U.S. Supreme Court has been issued, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And it basically kicks back the abortion issue back to each individual state. And as I've mentioned before in other teachings, this um, abortion matter has been blood on our hands. And the spirit behind it is the spirit of Baal and Molech. And they are bloody gods, and they demand blood. And so when a child is murdered from within the womb, that's the blood sacrifice that Baal demands. And this fits into today's reading from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 15 and 16, where it is written, well, I'll start with verse 14, But they did not obey. They stiffened their necks, like their fathers who did not have faith in Hashem their God. They spurned his laws and the covenant that he had made with their fathers, and the warnings he had given them. They went after delusion and were deluded. They imitated the nations that were about them, which Hashem had forbidden them to emulate. They rejected All the commandments of Hashem their God, they made molten idols for themselves, two calves, and they made a sacred post, and they bowed down to all the host of heaven, and they worshipped Baal. Verse 17, they consigned their sons and daughters to the fire. 
they practiced augury and divination and gave themselves over to what was displeasing to Hashem and vexed him. Hashem was incensed at Israel and he banished them from his presence. None was left but the tribe of Yehuda alone. And so back in those days, they literally did infant sacrifice and would take a newborn baby and lay it at the statue, at the feet of the statue, and at the base of the feet of the statue was a raging, burning fire. And they would roll the baby right into the fire and burn it alive. And that was the blood sacrifice to Baal and Moloch in that day. So today, the United States has pulled down the idol of Baal, the bloody idol of Baal and Moloch in this nation. And no more will there be, uh, you know, a blanket permission of, of abortion in all 50 states. Now, each state will decide for themselves whether or not abortion is going to be completely illegal or will it, whether it will be permissible. So very likely the blue states are going to allow abortion and the red states are going to limit it or get rid of it entirely. So... This is a huge landmark decision, and it is representative, a turning of the tide uh, of getting rid of and cleansing the land of this terrible idolatry, this terrible worship of false gods. So let's continue, and in chapter 17, verse 23, it is written, In the end, Hashem removed Israel from his presence, as he had warned them through all his servants of the Nevi'im. So the Israelites were deported from their land to Assyria, as is still the case. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The northern kingdom of Israel is destroyed, and its ten tribes are exiled to Assyria. Unlike the exiles of Yehuda, who return from Babylon after 70 years, the ten tribes remain in exile and have never returned. For all these centuries, these tribes are known as the lost tribes of Israel, as they disappeared due to persecution and assimilation. They are the ten tribes of the north. They are also known as the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. However, according to Jewish tradition in the Sanhedrin, these tribes will return to Israel in the era of the Mashiach. The Bnei Manasseh, children of the Manasseh, are members of a tribe from the northeast India who claim descent from the lost tribe of Manasseh. For thousands of years, they have continued the Jewish practices of their ancestors, including observing the Sabbath, and the Jewish dietary laws, celebrating the festivals and following the laws of family purity. And throughout that time, they dreamed of returning to the land of Israel. In recent years, thousands of Bnei Manasseh have been brought back home to the loving embrace of their brothers and sisters in Israel. The return of the lost tribes to Eretz Israel is additional proof that we are living through the dawn of the era of redemption. And that is something that we looked forward to, that that's going to be a primary mission in the second return of Yeshua the Messiah, is that he is going to gather all of the lost tribes of Israel and lead them on a journey home to Israel, cloud by day 
and Pillar of Fire by night. I can't wait for that day to come to pass. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.